0: Hi, everybody. A very important question today about our response to other people, um, particularly in a relationship, and particularly when certain behaviors or reactions from the other trigger reactions in us. And these sorts of questions are so vital, and I'm so grateful when they come in because it's so it's it's absolutely. a a danger, a risk of this conversation that um, unacceptable behavior in others gets um, sort of denied, brushed under the carpet, sort of spiritualized away. And this, this conversation, as I see it, is of the greatest value when it ends which it has absolute potential to do so when it ends the that lock-in of 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 our fears our insecurities our um our shame responses with with another's and our behavior our behavior our conditionings lock together and 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 so and so spiral and and create the same in in our children and and in the people around us. This is freedom as I see it and and so i'll um I'll read it out um to make a long story short, I purchased something online and it had to be assembled. The instructions were confusing, and they didn't answer the phone and my husband, who was trying to build it got very angry. He had other things going on this week. And I think that this was his boiling point. All my life, I've had a trigger about anger. And both my husbands have had anger issues. In the past, I would numb out and do anything to not have the anger affect me. I'd get defensive, I'd get angry back. And afterwards, I would do anything to distract myself from sitting with the bad feelings. This time I stayed calm and told him I would send it back but afterwards, I felt gut punched and it took a while to get peace back. I realized after listening to your video, somewhere we're talking about a similar area, that I was doing anything to escape the feelings, even diving into the three principles. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the situation with the assembly. I knew it might cost money if the seller refused to take it back, but I was more upset and fearful of my hungers- husband's anger. And just like you say in your video, where you say it happens over and over again, that has been the pattern all my life. And I'm 65. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found out about 3P a year and a half ago in a course at a local uni. And now a few of us from that course have started a weekly discussion group. Yes. So far, what it sounds like you're saying is to sit with the emotional pain and the feelings and explore what they mean. In the past, if I try to sit with feelings or journal them, the thoughts about the situation send me down the rabbit hole. And instead of seeing wisdom, it gets worse. So I am not understanding how you can sit in pain and be comfortable with that. Yes, gosh, there's so much in this, isn't it? It's just so much. And and above all, at the heart of it, what we have is what we have is this conundrum. That the world the mind body lives in is simultaneously real. There are other beings who, due to their own conditioning, can create serious harm, and simultaneously not real because the whole way those other beings appear is a function of our own conditioning. And so there's this tightrope that we're walking between real and not real. And if we go too far to one side, we end up denying, we end up placing ourselves perhaps at greater and greater risk. We end up not taking people seriously when they're asking for help. Um, We end up, you know, spiritualizing over over people's very real problems, or on the other hand, if we 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 risk taking um, taking experience always as objective truth and and when we do that, we miss out on the incredible um creation that the mind produces and and the fact that when when we're locked into an experience when when experience continues to repeat when we're stuck and hopeless and and feel absolutely trapped that is because of what the mind is creating, not because of reality. And um, And so yeah, so that's the type rope that we're walking always in this conversation. And what we've got here is is the is, is listener who all her life, has had a trigger about anger. And we don't know. We don't know why. Um, but for all of us, we we have our own triggers. We will have our equivalent, and it's very likely to be because of experiences as we were younger, as our idea of what we are and of what was safe and what it what was necessary in order to survive and. Um, where we risked it, exclusion. Um, that's when these triggers get embedded. And then they just um, repeat, don't they? That, you know, as, as the listener says, um, it's been happening over and over again. And this has been the pattern all my life. And I'm 65 because the button gets pressed. The, the, whole system goes into fight or flight. um it can't bear to feel that intensity of of fear um or whatever other emotion it's it's desperate to avoid. and so it it reacts um blindly unconsciously um, you know it it's it's either fleeing or it's it's out there fighting, and all of all, that whole response is maintaining that trigger in place nothing is changing in it it's just getting in fact more and more um more more and more and more highly strung really more more sensitive there's more vigilance against anger there's there's more sensitivity to it and so our world shrinks really um through that vigilance and watchfulness and withdrawal, and our relationships um, are are continually suffering, and so and so now it's brilliant. So now um, I love and uh, these sorts of questions I love because we can see in the words the the uh, the space opening. Um, because what there is now is an observation. So this time I stayed calm. I told him I'd send it back, but afterwards I felt gut-punched. It took a while to get peace back, and I realized I was doing anything to escape the feelings, even diving into three principles, yeah. So we, we use spirituality, we use um, conversations about thought and what's true to, to try to override it, to try and say it's not real, to try and not feel it and um yeah of course of course and this this final question i'm not understanding how you can sit in pain and be comfortable with that the self identity can't do that the the capacity to sit in pain to sit in the force of someone's anger or the or the feeling of rejection or the um, or foreboding about the future, or shame about the past, whatever it is, the capacity to sit with that emotion is directly in proportion to the extent to which the 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 fight or flight response of the of of the representation of self of their of the identity is um is ceasing so it's not the i it's not the me that sits in pain and is comfortable with that it's the lessening of the idea of the i that allows more and more capacity because it's the it's the activity of self that is all about defense all about protection all about control that it cannot have these experiences because they're too, um, because they're, they they, they represent survival and death. So, so someone being angry with us over assembly instructions is death. What we, it's like, it's like, it's, it's triggering survival desperation it's completely understandable it's completely normal you know this is so so logical that this would be the case it's for all of us in in our own different ways and and so this is the this is the important thing well the two important things first of all what this conversation allows for as i see it is a is a gradual increase in the capacity for the system to experience discomfort which is enormous yeah so that's that's the first thing and that and that's coming from a lessening of that survival response because the survival response starts to make less and less sense then the second thing is that, and this is so vital that we we observe this, is that we're not saying for one minute that um, that because of a spiritual understanding we we should now accept any other people's behaviour, whatever it is. It's the opposite, in fact. It's that in, in sitting in the discomfort rather than going blindly into the unconscious reaction, there is a turning in. So there's a turning into the body to feel the sensations and that's reality. That's the really the closest we've got to reality is the in the moment sensations that are being felt physically. And there's a, there's an owning, there's an accountability of that response, it's, it's, it's happening here. It belongs to the system. It's not, it's not necessarily provoked by the other. It could be provoked by decades ago experiences. So it can be owned here without, without blame on the other. You know with without going launching into separation, it's all still here. We're still the source of it. And then, thirdly, there's more and more space through that ownership, really to talk about those feelings. and um. To, yes, to talk about the the effect that we that was felt in the body from certain words or from certain tones of voice or certain gestures. And that starts to create a a dialogue, an honesty, an authenticity, an owning of our own capacity and boundaries and as I see it that's the start of health in relationships that's the beginning of the end of the the blind domination of conditioning it's it's the beginning of the end of that lock-in of two sets of dysfunctional learning really and, and that is so, that's the place where change happens. That's, you know, and the listener saying, I'm 65, good. You know, the whole of the rest of your life now is, is, is a healing space. And, and wonderful. It doesn't matter what age that happens. Every, everything that's gone on before was necessary in order for us to get to this space right now and 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 if all we have is this one moment now of of reality that's um that's enough yeah yeah but from that moment of reality then there's the next one and then the next one and and each one is a, a, a recognition of, of what is what's playing out and of, of that invitation to sit really sit with with whatever is arising whatever discomfort is there and um and to sit in that honesty the and the humility and power of accountability for our own um for for our for the system the perception as the source of all appearance so i truly yeah it's it's um it's mind-blowing so important these questions yeah this this cannot be about denial it can't be a spiritual bypass and at the same time it's through that humility and power of accountability that that change happens. So brilliant, thank you so much for that and so much love to you, bye.